All right, how's it going, everybody? New episode. Um, gonna talk about a few things in the sports world. Uh, like last time, I talked about Gold Gloves. The Silver Slugger Awards just got announced uh, yesterday or two days ago. Uh, I want to talk about Thursday Night Football, which was a crazy game. A lot of fun. Football is kind of all over the place right now. And then game picks. And then I'm going to throw in another tier list, probably NFL quarterbacks. And then we'll wrap it up for this. And then I'm debating on if to keep a Sunday episode or the Monday. I think I'm going to lean more to keeping Sunday's episode and dropping Monday episodes now because Sunday episodes with how crazy football is right now, I think, I, I think I'm going to want to keep that. And just kind of talk about upsets because I imagine a few upsets are going to happen. Oh, and I, I don't know if I set up a game picks as well. Um, because I, after today, am not going to play the safe bet anymore. I'm going to start mixing it up because clearly playing it safe is more risky than taking risky teams because there's upsets every week. But yeah, let's get right into it. All right, I'm just going to give you guys a quick rundown of who won each Silver Slugger award, and then I'll try to pull up their stats if they're not already listed in this article I'm reading uh, by CBS Sports. So in the American League, let me just pull them up real quick. Uh, Silver Slugger Award 2021 stats. Um, well, here, let me just, I guess. So, for American League catcher, Salvador Perez won. He had a great year this year. Um, a 5.3 war, 169 hits, 48 home runs, a 273 batting average, 121 RBI, and then 316 OPS. I mean, on base percentage, and then the 859 OPS, sorry, and 544 slugging. Pretty good year. I mean, not only is Salvador Perez such a great catcher, but he's also um, such a great hitter. Like you have the bu- you have the Buster Poseys, you have the Prezes, but like if you go look at like uh, the Astros, Martin Maldonado, he's a great catcher but an awful hitter. And I think Salvador Perez has been one of the most reliable hitters for the Royals the last few years. So yeah, congrats to him. I think this is his fourth. Silver Slugger, which is crazy. I mean, he he's earned it. He is one of the best. I mean, clearly you want a Silver Slugger. But he's been one of the best American League catchers for a while now. So not too surprised to see that, but great year for him. Um, for first base, American League, I bet you guys could all guess this one. Pretty obvious. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. <clears throat> played for the Blue Jays. This is his first Silver Slugger. And he's only like 20-something, 20 22 years old. Some crazy... Yeah, he's 22. He had a 6.8 war, 188 hits, 48 home runs, a 311 batting average, 111 RBI, 401 on base percentage, and a 601 slugging percentage. He was a god. He was probably the runner-up for... Well, MVP hasn't been announced yet, but I imagine Shohei Otani is going to win it for the AL and he's probably close second if Otani wasn't such a great pitcher as well well not great he's a pretty average pitcher I I think it's a lot closer than what people are saying but since Otani did what he did on both sides of the ball I think I think it makes it look a lot more um lenient towards Otani but another great year from great player 
Uh, Guerrero is great. Going to be watching him for a while. He's like one of the big names of our, of our sport right now. So that will be exciting. Second base, which was a shocker to some, not like that he won, but how great his uh, season was, was Marcus Simeon, of the, also on the Blue Jays. He, I have his stats right here, had a 7.3 war, 173 hits, 45 home runs, 265 or 265 batting average, 102 RBI, a 334 on base percentage, and a 538 slugging with an 873 OPS. Another great year from an unexpected player. I'm trying to think before the year started who I would think would win the second base silver slugger. In the Oh, Altuve. Like Altuve. Um, who else is out there? I'm trying to think. Oh, LeMahieu for the Yankees. Uh, players like that. I was not I would not ever think of Marcus Simeon to win a silver slugger this year. But he did. He got paid practically nothing. And he had a great year for the Blue Jays. Hopefully they bring him back. He was fun to watch. He fits right in with that team. Great year for him for a great player. So yeah. Very surprising, but that's your silver slugger second baseman. Um third base, not much of a surprise here. He was great all year. He's been great recently. Uh, the last few years, uh, Rafael Devers for the Red Sox. He he's another young player. Wow, we are just getting very fortunate. He's only twenty four. He had a three point five WAR, thirty eight home runs, one hundred sixty five hits, two seventy nine batting average, one thirteen RBI. Uh. 352 on base percentage, 538 slugging, and 890 OPS. Another great player. He mashes the baseball. He was pretty consistent this year. He was a big reason why the Red Sox were so good. Just another young player. We're, we're starting to see the the future of baseball in all these awards. I mean, there's a lot of these players that are under 30. Yeah, a lot of players under 30. Well, in the in the AL. There's some getting close to uh, in the NL. Both catchers for both leagues were really old, but every everybody else was kind of on the younger side. So yeah, Rafael Devers won a won a Silver Slugger. That's his uh, first. Sorry, also Simeon won his first. That was Simeon's first. And now we're we're gonna stay with the Red Sox because the shortstop was Xander Bogarts. If this will pull up. He had a great year as well, a 4.9 war, 156 hits, 200, I mean, not 200, 23 home runs, 295 batting average, uh, 350 on base percentage, 493 slugging, 863 OPS, and 79 RBI. This isn't as dominant as the other ones, but I mean, he had a great year. His average was solid. Not a lot of home runs, but home runs isn't what gives you a silver slugger. I hope I'm reading this right. Yeah, okay. Um, he has meshed the ball. Him and him endeavors both. They really, they really um, make an impact with these with their team. And I feel like out of all the shortstops in the in the American League, he probably was the best. I mean, obviously, like if you're talking about overall. 
in like both leagues. I don't know if he's. I mean, he's still up there. Just kind of intrigued on who he was running with. Not postseason. Here, 2021 Major League Baseball shortstops. It's not really telling me. Positional power rankings, fan graphs. Let's see. I need AL, AL. Like, see, yeah. When I think of... I'm, I'm kind of confused. I'm going to side-by-side these stats real quick. Yeah, they're close. They're pretty close. I mean, I might... I might edge out Correa to win it instead. In my opinion. Bogarts had a better slugging. And OPS. And batting average. I mean, yeah. Maybe it's just because I keep up with the Astros more than the Red Sox. So, Correa just seemed like the standout to me. I don't know. That one, I don't know. They're both great. They're both star baseball players. But, pardon me, pardon me. Feels like Correa should have got it. But, I mean, the stats tell you the story, right? So, Bogarts had better stats in, in categories that matter. So, yeah, I guess Bogarts, I guess Bogarts, I mean, good for him. I like Bogarts, but just interesting to look at. That was his fourth. In the outfield, we stay with the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays absolutely matched this year. And uh, Teoscar Hernandez won for an out, one of the outfielders. He had a 3.9 war, 32 home runs, 296 batting average. Wow, he had a really good year. 116 RBI, 346 OBP, and 870 OPS, and 524 slugging. That's a really good year. And I didn't really, I mean, obviously he's on the Blue Jays, so you hear about Guerrero, but Bichette, um, who's their third baseman? Blanking. Who's their third baseman? Blue Jays. Players. Oh, they had Springer this year too. I totally forgot. Uh, Guriel Jr. Do they not have a good, good third baseman? I thought they did. I guess I'm crazy because he's not popping up. Whoever this mystery third baseman is that I... Thought I knew. <clears throat> Infielders. Bichette, Biggio. Is it Biggio? Is that their third baseman? Man. I wish this would tell me. Yeah, okay. It, it, okay, Biggio. There we go. It's Biggio. Yeah, Biggio's pretty good. 
So, yeah, Teoscar Hernandez won. He had a great year. I'm not very surprised seeing his stats. He was in pretty good company, too. That was his second um, Silver Slugger. Good for him. The next one is is not very surprising, and he was another player. He probably would be third place in the American League MVP, uh, MVP vote. He was fantastic. Uh, Aaron Judge, the New York Yankee, mashes the ball. Let's see his stats because I know he had a great year. My computer's running like a freaking... Come on. Okay. He had a six war, 39 home runs, 287 batting average, 98 RBI, 373 um, on base percentage, 544 slugging, and 916 OPS. That is really good. He was very, very good. This was his second silver slugger. He's probably going to win many more. He just rakes. When he's healthy, he's really good. Wow. It's a pretty good year. Oh, it tells you they're projected for next year. He's projected to hit 30 home runs next year. And a 272 batting average. Crazy stuff. I mean... Again, another player that you kind of expect to win, right? That was his second. Good year from him. I love Aaron Judge. I'm a big Aaron Judge fan, so I'm not really mad about that one. Um, center fielder, this one was a surprise, and I'm very glad he won it because he was red hot from the start of the season on, and he plays for a very mediocre team. Not even mediocre, pretty bad. Um, Cedric Mullins, the center fielder for the Baltimore Orioles. He... I heard it at the beginning of this year, and I didn't know this until this year, but he was a switch hitter early in his career, and this year he just stayed lefty, a lefty hitter, and I think that's what helped him succeed because he had a 5.7 war this year, 175 hits, 30 home runs, 291 batting average, 360 on base percentage, 518 slugging, 878 OPS, 59 RBI. Just a really good year, and he's so little. He's such a little dude, so to see him crank out 30 home runs is crazy. I definitely want to see more of him. I would love if next year, if the Baltimore Orioles still suck, to see him get traded to a contender and really see him do damage with a team that's going to compete because I don't really think the Orioles are going to compete anytime soon. They could surprise me, but in my opinion, I just don't think that's how it's going to go out. But um, yeah, Cedric Wollins, very happy for him. Great player. I think, wasn't he a all-star game reserve player or something? Or like wasn't the first... like. I remember people were rioting, and even I was kind of shocked. I didn't really watch the Orioles. I never really do, but he was a great player, and I, I tried to keep up with him every now and then. That was his first. And then DH, again, another player that I don't think it's going to shock anybody. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Shohei Otani, the MVP. <laughs> what, a, what a year for him. Wow. 9.1 more, 138 hits, 46 home runs. 257 batting average, 100 RBI, 372 uh, on base percentage, 592 slugging, and a 965 OPS. Those are ridiculously good numbers. He is going to haunt many baseball teams in his career. He is so elite. He is so good. And I won't look into his pitching stats because this is Silver Slugger. But man, was he good. And he was so fun to watch. Anytime the Angels were on and I heard he was hitting, I you had to watch. There, there was one series against the Mariners, and oh my gosh, every time he came up to bat, 
he was just lights out. He's so good. Like I'm, I'm he's one of the reasons. Like I'm excited because obviously, like Buster Posey just retired, and and like names that like I grew up with as a as a kid are starting to get older and won't play much longer. But man, I think I'm more excited for these young players than I am about any of like the players I used to watch growing up. So yeah, I he's going to be very dirty for a long time. I would be shocked if he fell off in like one to two years. Like some, you know, there's those players where you're like, oh, wow, what a great year. And they do it again. And then they have like a mediocre year and then they just kind of fall off again. Kind of like that. But I don't think he's going to. I mean, I think maybe one day that he might not be able to do the pitching and the batting as well as he does now because it has to be a burden on his arm. But for now, he is just so good and he amazes me. And it's hard not to turn on the TV when he is uh, playing. Anyway, let's move on to the National League. i got to hurry up through this. Catcher Buster Posey, I talked about him last time he retired. Uh, he had a great year. It's shocking that he retired considering how good his year was this year. I mean, he's getting old. He had one last hurrah, made it to the playoffs with the Giants. I mean, yeah, Giants. Great year from Buster. Very old. Crazy that he was the one who did this this year. Uh, the stats aren't pulling up, but that was his fifth. Uh yeah, he had a 304 batting average, 18 home runs, 120 hits, 3.5 war, 56 RBI, 390 on base percentage, 499 slugging, and 889 OPS. Very good year for Buster. Uh, first base was the amazing Freddie Freeman, who also won a World Series. Finally, he gets his World Series, and he gets his third silver slugger. Great player, probably the most consistent first baseman in baseball right now. Him and Goldschmidt, I would say, are, are up there. Same with uh, Rizzo, but I would I would I would put Freeman and, and Goldschmidt above him right now. He had a 300 batting average. Sorry, I just hit my mic. 4.7 WAR, 180 hits, 31 home runs, 83 RBI, 393 on base percentage, 503 slugging, and 896 OPS. Great year for Freeman. Like I said, awesome seeing him win a World Series. I'm not a Braves fan, but. If they're if they like had a dynasty and they kept winning, I would not be mad. I love rooting for the Braves. They're they're all great players, great people. Love that organization. Hope they hope they have a lot of success. And they did, because the next two positions are also Braves. Second baseman, Ozzy Albies. Love me some Ozzy Albies, man. Another really small player that absolutely rakes. I mean, he doesn't I mean, I don't know any oh wow, he had 30 home runs this year. That's not pretty common for him, I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, he had 24 and 18 and 19, kind of in 17. Wow, that's really weird. He had six and six and 17 and 20, but 20 was a, a shorter year, so he probably would have had more. He rakes, yeah. He's a he's really good. This is his second silver slugger. He had a 3.4 WAR, 30 home runs, 259 batting average, 163 hits, 106 RBIs. 310 OBP, 4088, uh, uh, sorry, 488 slugging in a 799 OPS. Very good year for uh, Albies. Love Albies, like I said. Like rooting for the Braves when I have to. So yeah, great to see them, uh, him and Freeman, win awards. And then obviously this one, okay, this one's kind of a surprise to me. Because I didn't track him near the end of the year, but I was not expecting him to win. This award and seeing this kind of makes me, yeah. Austin Riley beat out 
Arenado? Hmm. Oh. Man. <laughs> he had a very good year. I didn't I didn't know he was he was doing this well. I know he was having a better year uh than than most third basemen. But did he really outplay Arenado? That's kind of crazy. Let's see here. Nolan Arenado. Arenado had 34 home runs, 250. Oh, yeah. He definitely outplayed Arenado. Wow. 33 home runs, 303 batting average, 107 RBI, 367 OBP, 531 slugging, 898 OPS. Yeah, that's a very good year for Riley. Wow, another young star. Young stars are all over the place. Good for him, too, because every time the Silver Slugger gets announced for the National League, I'm like, okay, he's going to Arenado and move on. Arenado's so solid, very consistent, very good. That was Riley's first Silver Slugger and probably many to come after. If, if this year's any sign of what he's going to do, he's going to be very good for a long time. So shortstop, uh, everyone's going to guess this one. This one's pretty obvious. Fernando Tatis Jr., I thought early in the year, to be honest, that he was not going to last a season, like a full season, and win this award because injuries were going to plague him. He he was injured quite a lot this year, but he still did not shy away from having a great season. 42 home runs, 135 hits, 282 batting average, 6.6 war, 97 RBI, 364 OBP, 611 slugging, and 975 OPS. Wow. He's so good. He's literally... Third place in the National League uh, MVP race, probably. Behind two great players. Like him being third is still a, an achievement of its own because the other two who I'm going to bring up right now are pretty great. But congrats to Tatis. He's so fun to watch. I actually went to a, a Padres game last year. And I'm not going to say my team, but my team lost to him. And I was like, okay, my team's losing, but at, at least I can see Tatis bat. Like, that's such an awesome thing to, like, be able to witness. And he went 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what? But, yeah. Great. Great player by... Uh, great player in Tatis. And uh, many more Silver Sluggers and MVPs for him probably as well. For an outfielder in the National League, we have Juan Soto. I have to get through these kind of quick. Uh, he's a great player. Probably going to win the MVP, or him or Harper. And that's who. So I'm just going to say all them now. Soto, Castellanos, and Harper won outfielders for the National League. All had great years. A lot of home runs, high slugging, high OBP, and OPS. I mean, 999 OPS for Soto. That's crazy. I'm not going to run through stats. Just know that's who won. Uh, this segment's getting long, and I'm about to get cut off. So, yeah. Congrats to everyone who won a Silver Slugger. Um, it's awesome to see these young names start rising up and, and making a name for themselves. Obviously, Tatis and them have already done it, but Guerrero finally winning an award. Soto, I mean, Soto also already made a name for himself, but Castellanos, an older player, making a name for himself. He's been great for a while with the Cubs, the Tigers, and the, the Reds. Who else is in here? That That's kind of a new name. Devers. Devers has been pretty good for a little bit. He finally won. Riley, I'm still shocked that Riley beat out uh, Arenado, Albies, some just some great young players who are going to shape this sport for a while. And I mean, you look at these list of players, and you can argue that they're going to make baseball like 
they're going to bring in more people to watch baseball because they're so exciting. All these players are literally some of the best, like not in just like terms of sports and like statistically, but in entertainment, like these are the players that strike out and snap the bat over their knee or, or flip their bat 50 feet in the air when they hit a home run. Like these are all great players that are going to draw more attention to the sport. So very awesome for baseball as well. I mean, you have to look at this list and be like, heck yeah, baseball is ahead in the right direction. I'm interested to, I don't know when the other award, baseball does, in my opinion, does their, their awards so weirdly where it's like, like why it's so late after the season and we're just getting to the awards. Like, I like, I think doesn't football do like the awards, like the week of the pro bowl or something. I don't know. Just crazy and interesting, but whenever the new awards come out, I'll make sure to, to, to drop it. But yeah, next segment, on to some football. All right, let's talk about some Thursday Night Football. Man, oh man, I'm already on one this week on my game picks. Pick the Ravens, beat the Dolphins. That did not happen. It was a very rough game for the Ravens. A very good defensive play by uh, by the Dolphins. Let me just pull up the stats here real quick. I'll just pull up the ESPN for my game picks later. Um, Yeah. There was a video actually I saw of Lamar Jackson on the sideline really mad and like yelling. And personally, as a football fan, like it's entertainment, right? Like you're watching a player get mad. But I hate when court, like you're the captain, dude, get your head out of your butt and like focus and like rally your team. You complaining and throwing a fit on the sidelines isn't motivating anybody. You're just showing weak. First off, you're showing weakness to the other team. Like the team knows that they're they're doing something right. They're getting under your skin. Just just frustrating stuff. I mean, he didn't have a good game. And he has the right to be mad. He was twenty six for forty three, two thirty eight yards, um, one touchdown and an interception. Just yeah, I mean, very uncommon for the Ravens going into going into this week. I probably was gonna start like hyping up the Ravens and and saying like they are a good team and probably one of my favorites to win the AFC after what the Bills just what happened to the Bills. But man, that was a rough game. And it it sh- it, it kind of shows that they can be exposed. I mean, every AFC team has kind of got that. But I mean, seeing stuff like this too, also, if you're like a Chiefs fan, has to give you hope. No team has convinced me yet. Like, there is not a single convincing team. The Titans are convincing, but they're without Derrick Henry. So it's just very interesting. And I mean, yesterday, Jacoby Brissett was playing pretty good. 11 for 23, 156 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And then, then he got hurt and the Tua came in and he struggled for a little bit, but then he got on his game, 8 for 13, 158 yards. I actually think the Miami Dolphins touchdown was off a scoop and score. Let's see. Interception. Justin Coleman, punt returns, no. Sanders had three field goals. Oh, Tua ran one in. And then, yeah, I think they had a scoop and score. Just crazy stuff from from the Ravens in the in the Dolphins game. I mean, it was gr- low scoring, 22 to 10. But it was, it was pretty entertaining. I mean... I think I much rather preferred this than a Ravens blowout because that's what I was expecting. So, I mean, them keeping it close and it was six to three going into halftime, which isn't that's three field goals. So everyone likes to watch points get scored. 
but when, when you see a good team playing a bad team and, and it's close and, and neither team can really get across the 50. And when they do, they end up punting it like five yards into the other team's territory. It's entertaining. And, and I definitely think, I definitely think it was, it was cause like, I don't know. It was just a good game. And I mean, I don't know if it's a, if it's a telling, a telling sign of the Ravens or if the Dolphins just, pro- I mean, the Dolphins aren't good, right? Like no one, no one's, I mean, first off they're out with seven losses is already too many, but no one's really convinced with the, like that the Dolphins like finally clicked and maybe like this is a sign of what's to come. But how I, I I'm kind of curious how people feel about the Ravens now. Like to me, this was a bad loss. Like this, they did not look good, and it just like they've been a pretty good comeback team. Beat the Colts on the road. I mean, not on the road. Beat the Colts on. A, they won at home against the Colts on a comeback win. They beat the Vikings in a comeback win, and they beat the Chiefs in a comeback win. But if they're gonna keep trailing early at like half and stuff in like the playoffs, I don't think they win. And the the playoffs is such a different monster, right? Because if they don't get home field advantage, then, then trailing is going to be harder because of the atmosphere. If they have home field advantage, I, I think they can make comebacks in the playoffs. But without that, I, I really just don't see. I don't really see the Ravens as a threat for a Super Bowl run. I just, I kind of see them at like, the running back core is not very good. You take away Marquise Brown, the receiving core is not good. Cover up Mark Andrews. They have no tight end. Lamar Jackson isn't good enough to like, he's not like Tom Brady who's going to make bad receivers look good. So I, yeah, I think this was a telling sign for me, at least for the Ravens and just, just a warning of how day, like how scary the playoffs are going to be for them because the AFC, any bad team can win like the seventh seed in the, in the playoffs, whoever that is, when the time comes is going to be able to win a Super Bowl just as much as, as the one seed. It is so cutthroat right now in the AFC. Any team can win. Any team can lose. Football's just crazy this year, and and I'm interested to see. Let me click on them real quick. Who the Raven? I want to let me let me predict the Ravens' season, real quick. Hmm. Man, they have to play the Browns twice too, and the Browns are clicking without Odell. I see him going ten and seven. Personally, I see him going ten and seven, and I, I think I think like that is pretty accurate. I think they'll make the playoffs. Still, I, like I don't think this this loss was enough to be like, oh, they're not making the playoffs. They suck. But it was enough to tell me that they're not they're not a one seed. They're not a two seed. Like this loss makes me think that the the Titans are still better than them. The Titans and Bills are still better than them, without a doubt. And maybe the Chargers too. I I don't know. Just interesting, interesting Thursday night game. Fun to watch. Very entertaining. Um. Yeah, that's all I really have to say. I mean, I'm mad at the Ravens for ruining my game pick, but I'm also happy that Lamar Jackson didn't go off because I'm playing him in fantasy, playing against him. So yeah, <laughs> but no. Anyway, good game. Shocked that the Dolphins pulled it off. It kind of felt like it, though, because have people noticed, like, when the NFL, like, the NFL will post stuff, and they'll be like, 
Lamar Jackson, the clutchest quarterback in the NFL right now when blah, blah, blah. And then the the game that that that, that, that stat's promoting, it puts that player in the position again, and they hey, something goes wrong. Like, I'm worried. My Patriots right now for the game, it says at home, the Patriots are 0-6 against the Browns. So now I'm like, great, you jinxed them. They're going to lose to the Browns. And and if they lose to the Browns, I think that I'm onto something. I think the NFL is is doing something weird. Now I'm onto them. Just kidding. But yeah, great Thursday night football game. I I enjoyed it for what it was. I love upsets. Uh, unless it's my team that's getting upset, then I'm really mad. But yeah, if you're a Ravens fan, I'm sorry. If you're a Dolphins fan, congrats. You're playing spoiler. That's always fun when you know you're out, but your team can still play spoiler. Yeah. Uh, let's do some game picks. All right, on to some game picks. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to make it a little spicy this time because I'm done with the safe bets because clearly that doesn't get me anywhere. So the first game I have on here is the Falcons and Cowboys. And now I am going to go the safe bet here because I think people are going way too hard on the Cowboys for getting killed by the Broncos. One bad game does not define a team. And I know I'm kind of doing that for the Ravens. But the, the Cowboys have given, given me more to be confident in for them. Than than the than the Ravens have. So yeah, Cowboys win. I think I think they bounce back. They have a good year. I mean, ah, do I pick the Falcons? Matt Ryan's playing really good. No one's really giving him his credit. Yeah, no, I'm gonna stick with the Cowboys. I don't think the Falcons' offense is gonna compete with the Cowboys' defense, and I think the Cowboys' defense can compete with the Falcons' offense. But I wouldn't be too surprised if the Falcons beat the Cowboys. All right, first upset. And I know Kamara's out. Titans and Saints. But I'm picking the Saints to upset the Titans. And now, hear me out. I get the Titans just beat the Rams, who are stacked now. But they didn't have Odell Beckham and Von Miller that game. But, excuse me, anyway, that's not the point. I think that the Titans are a good team. And that they're probably... Rightfully so, the favorite to make the Super Bowl. But the Saints defense is electric. So good. One of the best in the league. They will be able to stop the pass attack from the Titans. And then the Titans will have to force it to give it to AP. And I know AP is like not doing too bad, but he's not amazing anymore. So I think with that being said, the Saints can can pull off the upset. And I, I'm unsure, and and I'll look because, it, I mean, Simeon isn't convincing enough for me. Saints starting. Let's see who they've announced. Trevor Simeon will remain the starter. I'm still going to pick the Saints. I'm, I'm going to be risky. I think the Saints are going to pull the upset somehow and shock the world. And then that's another one seed in the AFC losing. Crazy stuff, but yeah, I think the Saints win, and I think it's gonna be a very good game. I think people should definitely tune into that one if you can. Colts and Jaguars. I'm not gonna talk too much about this one because I do think, although the Jaguars just upset the the Bills, I think the Colts are gonna win. The Colts are just pretty good at at just doing what they need to do and getting out of there. I, I get the Jaguars just pulled off a crazy win against the Bills, but I think the Colts have the Bills have a hard time stretching the field, which is crazy. Like they have Stephon Diggs. And Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. But they're not like 
they're just having a hard time stretching the field. And I, I think Pittman alone does it better than some of the players on the Bills. And their running attack is so dirty. The, the Bills don't really have the best run game. So, yeah, I think the Colts win. I think they win it pretty easily. I think the Jags are going to be riding high and might be able to compete for a little bit because of what they did last week, but I don't think they stay close for the whole game. Browns and Patriots. So Nick Chubb and one two running backs for the Browns just got ruled out because of COVID, and I'm going to give it to the Patriots. No bias this time, I promise. The pa- Okay, the, the Patriots are, are, are playing well. I'm not really too sure why everyone right now is saying they're Super Bowl contenders. Um, I would like to see them beat the Bills first at at Buffalo. Then I would maybe start saying that. Belichick's doing better now this time of year. He really struggled at the beginning, making dumb calls. Um, a few off the top of my head is we lost to the Dolphins. That says a lot. I don't know why we were throwing it against the Cowboys that late in the game. Uh, kicking that like 50-something yard field goal on fourth and one against the Bucks was stupid with a minute left. What else? Who are our losses to? One, two, three. We had our play calling earlier in the year just wasn't very good. Halfback draws or screens on like third and fifty just doesn't make much sense. But I think I think the Patriots are kind of they're kind of like what the Bucks. I mean, they're not the same as the Bucks last year. The Bucks, the Patriots don't have the team the Bucks do. But you know, the last year when everyone when the Bucks were losing and everyone's like, oh, they're not. They're not that good. And then Brady was like, no, like without the preseason, we just need time to click. And I think the Patriots offseason was so more committed, more or less about how the team's going to mesh and more committed to who's starting. So Mac Jones starts and and they need a little time to to adapt. And I think the Cowboys game really helped them do that. Getting put through all those crazy scenarios in so many situations. So I think I think they finally found out who they are as a team. They found their identity. I think I think the secondary locks down the Browns receivers. I think their run game is going to be hard to get going without those two running backs. And I think the D, I think Mac Jones does enough to to dissect the defense. And I think the Patriots win in in a. In, I don't want to say it's going to be like close, but it, it will be entertaining. I think. So yeah, Patriots win in Foxborough. Finally, show some success at home against opponents. Because they've not been pretty doing, they've not been playing well. They're one and four at home. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Bills and Jets. Okay, hear me out. Another upset. I know I'm a Patriots fan, so I want the Bills to lose, but that's not why. Bills have, Bills are scaring me, and and it's kind of funny because when Javen was on the show uh, in episode seven, he told me he was like Josh Allen. I'm not convinced on him yet. And I was like, you're crazy. The Bills are really good, and so is Josh Allen. And I think. The Jaguars game kind of made me feel the same way. Just because, like I said, they can't stretch the field. Josh Allen panics very quickly. He he what he doesn't like oh, it's hard to explain. He panics when he doesn't know, like when he when he doesn't know if he should run. Like when he when he when he thinks when he just takes off he and he knows he can run, he takes off. But when he's like in the middle and like, oh, if I run, like I'm not gonna get but or like if I throw it, I might do something dumb. He kind of panics, and he he looks sloppy and messy. The Bills as a whole just look messy. Their defense isn't as, like, they held the Jaguars to nine. That's good, three field goals. But against good teams, they're not, like, as impressive as I thought they would be. Like, 
considering how good they were last year, they're still playing very well. And I'm still like not saying like they if they made the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be shocked. But 20 against the Chiefs, that's not bad. 21 against the football team, 16 against the Steelers, which they lost. I mean, their defense, 31 against the Titans, that's pretty rough. It's not awful. It's still one of the better. But I'm just, I'm just saying if, if the Bills play like this against the Patriots, the Patriots are going to take at least one. Belichick's going to game plan and beat them at least once. Not guaranteed twice. I'm just not sold on the on the Bills right now. Them, them losing kind of hurts. And I think seeing what Mike White, like how carefree the Jets are with Mike White and he is playing, I think they're just going to throw it around and have the time of their lives. And I, I think they're somehow going to win or at least keep it close. And like I said, if I was if I was being easy, I would have picked the Bills because that's the easy choice, right? But I'm, I'm playing for some upsets. Let's see next game. Lions-Steelers. Man, oh man, the Lions are about to get stomped. The Steelers' defense is way too good for the Lions. Pittsburgh should have a have a heyday. I see, I see Pittsburgh um, winning convincingly over the Lions. I'm not going to talk too much about that one. Buccaneers-Washington, another game. I don't see the Washington football team doing what they did to the Buccaneers in the playoffs last year. Buccaneers need to start winning if they want to stay in and play for the one seed. So, yeah, I see I see the Buccaneers winning in, in pretty easy fashion. Excuse me again. Wow. Um, the next game is Cardinals-Panthers. So Murray's a game-time decision, and Hopkins didn't play. And the Panthers are starting P.J. Walker and not Cam. I want to take the risky bet just for fun. Man, I'm going to pick the Cardinals just because they, without Kyler Murray, with Colt McCoy, they, they stomped the, the Niners, and the Niners have a better defense. Well, yeah, they're both, they're kind of the same. So I'm convinced that even if they don't have Kyler Murray, they'll, they'll play well, and they're home. I'm gonna say the Cardinals win in in pretty in a pretty easy manner. They they kind of soar over the get it soar soar over the Panthers and in a pretty convincing fashion. I think they win. Next game, Vikings Chargers. Now hear me out. Both teams are kind of the same in my eyes, and I think the Vikings are gonna upset the Chargers. I I like the Vikings. They almost beat the the Ravens. They lost in a comeback in a comeback loss, devastating in overtime too. I just think the Vikings all, all around are, are, are just a little bit better, if not like the exact same then. So I, I think the Vikings top Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers were a little overhyped at the beginning. I still think they're good. But I think the Vikings are going to steal a win from, from the Chargers for sure. Next game, Eagles-Broncos. Eagles-Broncos, I'm going with Broncos. Broncos defense really showed that they're they're good without Von Miller. Teddy Bridgewater is doing just enough to be an average QB to, to know, you know, like piece together a, a win. Eagles, Jalen Hurts has been fine. I just don't really see them doing much against that Broncos defense. It could it could be one of those games that's low scoring and boring, but I, I think that I think it's gonna be like 28-21 Broncos or like 28-24, something like that. I think it'll be pretty entertaining for what it is. And the Broncos, you know, finding ways to keep 
their playoff dreams alive. They jumped to six and four if they won. Crazy stuff. Next game, Seahawks and Packers. Okay. I believe Russell Wilson's back. I believe Russell Wilson is indeed back. Yeah, he's ready to go. Now, I get the Packers are good, right? And everyone thinks the Packers are going to win from what, I, from what I'm hearing. But I, I think Russell Wilson wants a revenge game, like a like a comeback game where he like annihilates the Packers. And I think he does it. I'm also not too sure on Aaron Rodgers' status, his COVID situation. To be cleared. Okay, so he's going to play. It's going to be a very good game. I think the Seahawks step up knowing that Wilson's back and and they want to prove something and, and kind of save their season. And I just don't think the Packers are going to show up this time. And I think the Seahawks somehow pull off the upset and, and everyone's like, oh, shoot, here come the Seahawks. It would be fun, right? That would be that would be fun because the Seahawks only have five losses. If Russell Wilson comes back and and plays well and they win, it's like, oh, their season's not done. All the Seahawks fans who, who have been having a rough time recently, they would be like they'd have something to to be hopeful for. So I, I think the Seahawks beat the Packers. Chiefs and Raiders. Now, Javen, don't kill me. I think the Chiefs win. Jump to one in their division, which kills me to say, because I don't want the Chiefs making the playoffs personally. But man, I think I think they're gonna start turning the corner. I don't think the Raiders are as good as people as people are talking them up to be. I think losing to the Giants exposed them. They're just they're just average in my eyes. They're not they're not ridiculously good. They're just meh to me. So I think I think the Chiefs win. I think it's gonna be a good game still, but I just I still think the Chiefs just kind of take that one. That's it for all the Sunday games. I do. I'm gonna do Monday, Sunday afternoon. But yeah. So if this if this happens, and if this all hypothetically happens, Titans stay one, Steelers jump up to two, Patriots jump up to three, the Chiefs jump up to four, Ravens fall to five. Uh, Denver jumps to six, Chargers fall to seven. Buffalo falls out. That's crazy. This is all hypotheticals, but just to recap, I have uh, Colts beating Jacksonville, Jets beating Bills, Patriots beating the Browns, Chiefs beating the Raiders, uh, Steelers beating the, the Lions, Saints beating the Titans, Vikings beating the, the Chargers, Broncos beating the Eagles, Cowboys beating the Falcons, Buccaneers beating the football team, Cardinals beating the Panthers, Seahawks beating the Packers, and that's it. I'm excited. Gonna be a good week this week. A lot of teams have to win to prove where they stand in the playoff hunt right now. Things are getting spicy around this time of year, so football is definitely heating up. I'm excited. Next segment. Alrighty, we're gonna do a QB tier list to end this uh, episode off. Some of these quarterbacks aren't playing, or, or they don't have the accurate one. So if if I'm missing someone, I'll try to remember and fill that them in um, to be their real quarterback. Like, I don't believe Heineke's on here. Yeah, I don't see Heineke. Heineke's still... St- yeah, because Tannehill's out. Okay, so Alex Smith on here will just be Heineke. And we'll go from there. Um, Heineke... Man, I'm actually going to wait off on him because I need to place everyone else to know where I'm going to put Heineke. Aaron Rodgers, S-tier. He's having a good year. 
He's pretty good. Also, the tiers are S, A, B, C, D. Um, Rogers playing pretty good. He's a solid quarterback. It's hard to go wrong with him. Yeah, S tier. Not much to say. Baker Mayfield. Okay, so last week he played B tier, right? But all year he's been playing kind of C tier. So I'm gonna put him in C. I think he can bump up to B without Odell if the if like the myth is true that he plays better without Odell. Well, I I need to see more from him, and and maybe he'll be bumped up to B. But for now he's C tier. Big Ben. Now I know his team's winning. He's going in D tier. He needs to retire. He the Steelers could be so much better with just a, a a little bit better quarterback than him. He is so washed. He is holding his team back in such crazy ways that it like hurts to watch because you're like, man, maybe, maybe there's somewhat something, but no, he's holding them back. I, I, I don't know if he's going to hold them back far enough where they won't make the playoffs because their defense is so good, but offensively he's a huge burden and he, sh- this should be his last year. Cam Newton. Now I know he hasn't played yet, but with the Panthers and how he played with the Patriots last year and in the preseason, I'm I'm a, I'm going to expect him to play C-tier. He's going to be better than Big Ben. He's not going to be better than Baker, though. But I do I do think he can be average. And with the system he knows back in Carolina, I know there's new coaches this time, but he he doesn't have to adapt too much like he did when he had to go to New England. So I think he'll be C-tier. I think he'll be fine. He'll, he'll probably get a few wins for the Panthers. Better he'll be, he'll be better than what the Panthers are in right now. So... Yeah, that's just how I feel on that, and and I think I think he'll he'll do pretty good. I'm hoping for the best for him. Dak Prescott, S tier. I know he had a bad week last year, uh, last week. He really looked bad, but all year he's just been proving that he's really good. He he's coming back from a, a very da- scary injury. He's just shining in every way. He's beating real contending teams. He he's the real deal this year for sure, and I I think he's along up. He's up there with Aaron Rodgers. Daniel Jones, man. I'm holding off on Daniel. Derek Carr, B tier. He's playing well. He's throwing the ball for a lot of yards and stuff. But I just, I'm not convinced on him. I don't think he's as good as as people that I will put in A tier eventually. I just, I just don't see him really shocking me in the way and, and convincing me that he is an A or S tier quarterback. He's just averaged me like... Pretty much like if I needed a, like a, a fill gap quarterback to just be average for me for a year, I would, I, would, I think I'd pick Derek Carr. Um, I'm not going to rank Watson because that's just not right to do. Um, Drew Locke. Now is Bridgewater on here? Because Drew Locke's going D tier. Bridgewater's going C tier. He's fine. He's not awful. He's not great. He's just average. I like Teddy B. Teddy two gloves. He's just, he's, Enough to do the job and, and get you a win. That's all to really say about him. He's not too su- surprising or shocking. Nick Foles doesn't even play, but if he did, he'd be dear to you anyway. Now, Goff throws for a lot of yards. And I would say he's better than Drew Locke, Roethlisberger, and Foles, so I'm also going to put him in C tier. I don't really hate Goff. I mean, he's bad. He's not great. The fact that he was in a Super Bowl is just insane. Let me look at his stats just to be sure. I'm I'm pretty sure he's just having a good year. I mean, his team's not playing good, but 
eight touchdowns, six interceptions, almost 2,000 passing yards. His, he doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns, but that's also part of his team and his weapons. I think if he had better weapons, he'd be a little bit better than what he is. So I'm, I'm sticking with C tier. I'm sticking with C tier. Jalen Hurts, I'm putting in B tier. He's having a sneaky season. He he he's really good with his legs and he's really good. He he has a good arm. I, I think people dog on him too much, and I think that's why people like who listen to this will will be shocked that I put him in B tier. But he gets way too much hate. He's pretty good. He's pretty solid. I, I don't know why the Eagles are gonna give up on him so fast and why like Eagle fans are too. I think he's pretty good. I think he's not amazing, but he's not bad. Uh Jameis Winston, I would say the same thing about Winston as I would Jalen Hurts. Winston's hurt, so that sucks because he wasn't doing awful, but I think he's like the same as Hertz. He has a better arm than Hertz in my opinion, but he was playing pretty well. He has me for sure. B tier. Justin Fields. Now I want to say he could be B in a better system, but, but no, I'm putting him C tier. He's just like his play. Yeah, that's what I have to base it off of. And he's not amazing. But I also think in a better system, he would be good. So it's hard with him. It's hard to decide with him. But C tier for now, I think, is good for him. And hopefully the Bears do something to, to help him and, and let him shine. Jimmy G. I'm also playing him in C tier. There's just a lot of average quarterbacks. He's not great. He's not amazing. I mean, bad. He's just average. He doesn't do anything crazy well, and he doesn't do anything crazy bad. He's just average. Joey B. Now, I know he's been struggling. So I'm going to put him in B tier, and actually, I changed my mind. Just because I have a lot of B and C tier. I think, no, no, I, never mind. I'm not, I'm not bumping up Derek Carr. He's B tier to me. I can't, I can't, I can't tell my heart to move him to A tier. I can't. <laughs> Um, Joe, Joe Burrow is B tier. He was playing really well. And, and I think he's probably my closest moving up to A tier. Cause I, I like him a lot, but he's, he's when, when he struggles, he's really bad. Like he really struggles when he's, when he's, when his team's not playing well. So I have a hard time putting him in A tier. You have to convince me. Like if your team loses, you have to convince me that you're also playing well, even though they, they lost kind of like Tom Brady in the Super Bowl years ago against the Eagles. He lost, sure, but he threw for like 400 yards. So everyone was like, well, he's still the GOAT. Like, what the heck? Josh Allen, he's eight tier still. I know I was giving him a hard time earlier. He he does have flaws, and they're they're definitely showing this year, but he's still eight tier. He's still good. He's definitely gonna help his team win. He's not a he's not a liability. He's better than Carr, Hertz, Winston, or Burrow. So yeah, he's eight tier. He's solid. He's really good. Justin Herbert. I'm also going to put an A tier. I like Herbert a lot. He he's he's just getting better as time goes on. He's he's adapting to his system. He's getting comfortable with like this with the talent he has to play with in the NFL. He he is better at looking through his reads. He's just he's a good quarterback too. I, I would say him and him and him and uh, Allen are, are kind of the same. Kirk Cousins now he's playing pretty good. So I'm going to put him in B tier. I like Kirk Cousins this year. He's he's definitely not a, a C tier is like if you're like playing well, but you're also playing bad enough to kind of be hurting your team. And I think I think everyone I have in C tier is is that D tier is just you're you're hurting your team by playing, and B tier is like you're doing you're not hurting your team, but you're like you're just average. And I think that's what Kirk, Kirk Cousins is not a burden on the Vikings. 
he's he's a good player and he, he's playing well. So I think B tier for him is, is pretty good. Kyler Murray this year is S tier. He is like the real life Madden player right now. He is so elite this year. He is so good. There's not, not much to say. He, he His mobility is insane. His arm is really good. He does get hurt a little too easily, in my opinion, but that that's I'm not going to fall on how good of a quarterback he is. So, yeah, S tier for Kyler Murray. Lamar Jackson's A tier. I think if he, if he had a convincing one last night, I would be more thinking about S tier. But, man, when he's bad, he's really bad. And he, like I said, the pouting stuff doesn't work for me. Part of being a good quarterback is being a good captain, which is why, like, like quarterbacks like like Kirk Cousins, like some of you might not think he's B tier, but his his leadership helps him be B. Same with Burrow. Burrow's already a good leader and he's in his second year. Lamar Jackson's not a good leader. He's more flashy. He's not meant to be a leader. So yeah, I I, I think Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't see him going higher than higher than A tier. Mac Jones. See, the only thing that's hard with me is like there's other rookies on here, but Mac Jones is playing better than Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. And I don't think Justin Fields is playing D tier. And I don't think Zach, well, Zach Wilson's D tier, but, um, and I don't think Trevor, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is D tier either. So part of me wants to put Mac Jones in B tier then. Cause I do think he's better than some of these C tier quarterbacks. The only one that that's kind of hard on me is Baker. Hmm. I'm putting in B tier and and just know that I I don't I don't know. Okay, like I in my in my head I think he's average. But then yet again I I, I think I said I said C tier is like you're you're potentially hurting your team sometimes. And I don't think Mac Jones is hurting the Patriots. I think Mac Jones is is, is helping them. I think he's he's being the quarterback they needed, right? Yeah, I don't know. He he's just know that he's like B C tier for me. He's not he's not a definitive B tier. He's like bottom B tier, top C. Does that cover it for it? He's hard to place because I all the quarterbacks are probably gonna go in C tier other than Zach Wilson. So it's hard. It's hard. That being said, Daniel Jones is going C tier. I I passed him earlier. Because I, I think he, he kind of hurts his team sometimes. Matt Ryan is a tier, dude. He is not getting enough credit. I don't know why no one's giving Matt Ryan the credit he deserves. He's playing so good this year. He is playing so good with a, with a wide receiver core that's not that good. He deserves credit. He deserves praise. Falcon fans need to just admit that they should keep him for a little longer because he's actually a good quarterback. And why would you go after any quarterback and start like have to go through that hunt again? Sorry, I'm frustrated because Matt Ryan's getting disrespected and he's pretty good. Patty Mahomes, A tier. He's not S tier this year. I'm sorry, Chiefs fans. Go cry about it. He's awful. He's not good. He throws too many interceptions. He does not know how to hold the ball. He's falling off a cliff, as Max Kellerman would say. Just kidding. He's not falling off a cliff. But he's he's A tier this year. He's not he's not S tier. That's all I can say. He's the same level as Herbert, Allen, Jackson, and Ryan. That's it. That's just, that's the truth. Um, Russell Wilson, I want to put S tier, but he's been hurt, so I'm going to put him A tier as well. Just know Russell Wilson is, is like, if he comes back and plays this week like he normally does, he's S tier to me. 
Ryan Tannehill's B tier. He's not that great. I'm not convinced on Tannehill. I don't think I ever will be. I'm a Patriots fan, so I've seen him at his worst. So I'm not convinced on Tannehill. But if he can if he can win games without Derrick Henry, then then maybe I'll change my mind. Heineke is going to go D tier. I, I passed him, but I'm putting Heineke in D tier. He's not he's not a benefit to his team. He was last year in the one playoff game he played, but not anymore. Sam Darnold is 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 D tier. He is not very good. Mike White's not on this list, by the way. Well, Trubisky's on here, so I'll just say Mike White is Trubisky. Um, Sam Darnold's not good. He was exposed by the Patriots, and he's been exposed a few weeks before that. I, I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's not good. He 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 just panics. He doesn't know what he's really doing half the time. He's just not very good. Stafford. Stafford is S-tier when he has a good team. He's playing S-tier this year. He's pretty good. I like Stafford, and now he's at... Well, I'm interested because with too many weapons, I think he might he might struggle with OBJ and having to split the share the love. I think he'll he'll it'll hurt him. So yeah, that will be interesting to watch. But for right now, through through nine weeks, well nine weeks in one game, he's he's S tier. Tommy B, the goat, he's S tier. And if you think Tom Brady's not S tier, please stop listening to my podcast. That is a joke. He is the greatest of all time. Thank you. Next quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is C-tier. I already said all rookie quarterbacks other than Zach Wilson will probably be C-tier. He's doing fine. He's actually doing better than people are saying. Like, his team is really bad, and he's so he's, you know, struggling. But he's – he'll be good if he gets in, like, good players and his system gets better and he adapts. I think he'll be good. Mike White is S-tier. Just kidding. Mike White is hard to, hard to rank. I'm going to put him in C-tier as well. Through one game, he 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 looked good. He didn't look like he was hurting the Jets. He actually looked like he benefited. Looked like the Jets benefited for having him on the team. So, I'll put Mike White C tier. Oh, Tua man, where do I put Tua? Man. I'm putting Tua in C tier. He's like, he doesn't harm his team. He can play well enough to win games, but he's not convincing. He's C tier, yeah. I'm convinced by that. C tier for Tua. Carson Wentz. This year, Carson Wentz is definitely B tier. And stop the slander. He's actually playing good. I know everyone just wants to clown on him just to clown on him. But I promise you, he's actually playing well. Carson Wentz is B tier. One of the better B tiers, actually, but he is B tier. Zach Wilson's D tier. See you later, Zach Wilson. He's just not having a good year. Zach Wilson's not adapting well to the NFL. He's having a hard time. I mean, he's having such a hard time that they, they might start Zach, um, Mike White over Zach Wilson. That is bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Zach Wilson. You're washed already. Time to go. And then also, I I have Deshaun Watson left, and I'm not gonna rank Deshaun Watson. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's Jacoby Brissett because I want to because I like Jacoby Brissett, and Jacoby Brissett. Actually, you wanna know what? I'm not gonna say Jacoby Brissett. I'm gonna say Deshaun Watson's Trey Lance because he's not on here for some odd reason, and Trey Lance is C tier. Trey Lance is C tier. He he. First off, he hasn't played enough for me to really know. 
but when he plays, he's not like god awful. He's just he's just a rookie, so we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, that's my tier list. It will be on my Instagram if you want to check it out. Um, I'll make sure to write in who what because like Deshaun Watson's not actually ranked on here. He's just a fill in. So yeah. Um, I'm also going to clip in my outro here instead of clipping it and then cut and then making an outro. Thank you so much for listening today. I had a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait for these games on Sunday. Uh, hopefully my game picks are flawless after my Ravens pick. And, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, next episode will be Sunday afternoon after the afternoon games. And I'll see you guys then. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Remember, keep talking sports.